Do you ever feel like technology is just a bunch of digital noise? It's important to know what it's really about. This is Telecom Talk with host Pat Pittman. Pat brings over a half century of experience in the telecom industry and has seen firsthand many changes, regulations, and new technology. Now, she answers your questions. Here's your host, Pat Pittman. Well, good afternoon. This is Pat Pittman from Telecom Talk. Um, we're here today with Michael Lurs. Michael is new to the Valley since we're here in Phoenix. And Michael, why don't you introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thanks for having me today, Pat. Uh, so, as Pat mentioned, my name is Michael Lurs. I moved out here uh, end of April from the greater Chicago area, Schaumburg area to be exact. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that area. Uh, but oh, yeah. sure. I'm familiar with it. Motorola is a big oh, yeah. Schaumburg. Big branch down there. Um, so, yeah, I uh, had a best friend that moved out here in July of 2018 um, during the 110-degree heat. Um, I visited him later that that year in December. I uh, kind of fell in love with everything out here. Uh, he lived in Tempe area. We went all over Tempe and Scottsdale. Uh, again, just fell in love with it and started looking for jobs and uh, eventually came into uh, Grinky Leasing. Um, German company, but this is the first ever office in the United States right here in Phoenix. Um, took this opportunity, felt it was a great one, and I packed my bags and moved out here at the end of April. So exactly what does Grinky Leasing do? That's a great question, Pat. Um, what we do exactly, I believe, is um, provide a service that I truly believe in. That's another reason I took the job and moved across the country to be out here. Um, essentially, we are a large corporation. Uh, this first ever office in the United States. What we do, the services we provide, is leasing options to customers. So instead of them doing a capital expenditure for a completely new phone system and call center, they can have the option of leasing all that equipment and, and wrapping it in, into installation um, instead of them paying for everything uh, up front, which is a capital expenditure, or them financing it on their own. Okay, now that you mentioned it, what's the difference between a capital expenditure and an operational expenditure? That's a great question, Pat. Um, so essentially, I like to look at it as some people prefer buying a house, some people prefer renting an apartment. Renting an apartment is something you pay monthly. It's you're not tied into a 20, or 15 to 30-year mortgage rate. Um, you're paying month to month, usually six months, 12-month lease. Um, that's kind of what leasing is versus the house. You're paying for everything, your down payment. It's a, it's a capital expenditure because you know, it takes a lot of capital. Um, and leasing is like a phone bill. You pay it every month. It doesn't go against your debt or your, uh, your books. It, it's, it's off your books instead of a capital expenditure, which if you're paying for something that you need to pay off in three to four years, that's considered a capital expenditure. Operational expenditure is not in your books at all because it's operational costs to do your business. Okay, so um, if I was to do, let me think if I can figure this out. On a CapEx, it would actually be hard dollars coming out of your budget as opposed to an operational expenditure that is just month to month and doesn't 
really have a, like a category in your budget? Like, you know, when you're doing a budget at the end of the year, you would have money for hardware. So that if you spent that under that budget, it would be considered a capital expense. Correct. Yes. Um, so essentially, um, you're still paying month-to-month payments, so you're still taking away from the budget, to your point. But um, from a finance perspective, uh, credit-wise, it doesn't go against your books. Like if someone's doing a credit check on you, it doesn't come up as a red flag. It doesn't even come up at all. Versus operational expenditure, if you owe $50,000 towards something, it's going to come up when they do a credit check for you. Okay, I understand. Um, what are the benefits of leasing for a small company? Are they, I mean, I understand the CapEx operational, mm-hmm. uh, OpEx. So um, what else? Why, why would someone in a small business want to lease? That's a great question, Pat. Um, so essentially, when they lease equipment uh, for telephones, IT hardware, um, servers, list goes on and on, it's always nice for a business to operate to their full productivity by using the latest and greatest technology, the best equipment. So leasing um, some equipment and IT and IT-related products can last three years. Some of it can last five years before it starts to slow down and slows down the productivity of each employee at a small business. So what a benefit of using leasing for a small business is three years from now, once that equipment starts to slow them down, they can get totally new equipment again and also not have to pay a lot of money up front they can save liquidity, just pay month to month. Uh, I know liquidity during the coronavirus right now is very essential. A lot of businesses have built, ha- spent time building up to acquire it, and some of it went away because their business, they, they weren't doing as much business the last few months since COVID took off in late February, early March. Um, another reason is it's a tax benefit. Um, Explain that Explain that because I think that's going to be a big thing yeah, for absolutely. a lot of our absolutely. our listeners. Uh, so section one seven nine states that. Um, oh, I'm I'm familiar with one seven nine. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's considered an operational cost to do your business, so it can you can file it in the year. It can help you get more taxes back. How? So it, it, it's cost to operate your business. That's the way the IRS sees it. Instead of them, instead of you ha- having a debt towards someone, it's operating costs. Okay, so again, we're back to the opex. Yeah, capex exactly. Exactly. It's as to where it's going to sit mm-hmm. in your uh, with the taxes in IRS. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, what impact has COVID had on your business? Um, I don't believe it's hurt Granky too much as a whole. Uh, we're three thousand strong worldwide. Um, we're in 33 different countries. This is actually the 33rd country. Uh, we opened up in uh, end of March here right here in Phoenix. So next five years, we plan on having branches all across the United States. Um, it hasn't really impacted us too much because we want to we want to help businesses during this time. We know businesses are struggling. We want to be strategic 
of offering our services to them because, like I mentioned earlier, their liquidity has gone down, and we, they want, we, only, we want to make sure they can save some of that now and in the future. Okay. So we're all at, um, basically saving money. Exactly. Okay. Hey, I'm sure every business out there wants Absolutely. to save some money. Yep. So um, what do you see as the biggest challenge to leasing? Biggest challenge to leasing? Um, for, a, for a standard, you know, small business. Um, I, I, I know in the copier world, uh, a little bit in the IT world and telecommunications world, it's mat- it's maturing. But a copier world, they've been doing it forever. Um, it's just built into their industry. Um, it was built in decades ago. And then copier industries really mature with it. I think telecommunications and IT industries are we're, we're growing before COVID, and it's taken off a little bit more since COVID. Really? Uh, because You're finding your business has picked up? I believe so, because um, as me and my colleague kind of talked about the other day, we see them having more and more need to save liquidity, like I mentioned earlier. And also, they see the benefit of having the latest and greatest technology and equipment for the running their business to the highest uh productivity rate they can um, some of the some of the struggles I see with small businesses is just helping them understand how it can not only benefit them but benefit their customers as well because I mean some organizations they work with co- a lot of customers that say we just like to pay for everything up front or finance on their own but some of these Clients of theirs may not be aware that they can have that option to lease and instead of go to their bank and take out a loan or a debt, anything like that, they can have that option. And it's built into monthly payments. So let's say phones last, VoIP phones last three years. They can do a 36-month contract. Let's say that they look into that. They figure that four years might be better. We can do a 48-month lease. Um, I think just helping these businesses understand how to offer it during the proposal process, um, because as me and my colleague uh, were talking about the other day, it's surprising when this option is offered to them, how often they consider it versus going to the bank or paying for everything up on up front as, on their own. Okay, so um, your main focus then would be to educate businesses on how to offer leasing? How to offer it and how to um, kind of be autonomous with it because each customer, not one, not one contract, I mean, there's not going to be too many contracts that are completely the same for each customer. Oh, no, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they might be similar, but they're all going to be tailored to their needs. Um, that's what we pride ourselves on at Granky. Um, we're really flexible. We tailor each individual contract to the reseller and client's needs. What happens if I have um, several multiple suppliers? Um, I mean, I have, I'm putting a call center together and I have, you know, the stations, I have the, um, the partitions for the cubicles, I have hardware for IT, 
I have all different types of equipment. Do I have to do a separate lease for every one of those? Kind of, but also we also kind of tie it into one contract. It could be one invoice. It's, we call it a master lease agreement, MLA. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say servers are being let, 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 let's say let's say the, the contract for a client of yours starts off by doing the call center, and then two months or a, mo- a month later, they want hold new workstations and a, a server. We can tie that into the master lease agreement, and basically, it becomes one big invoice after after all everything is set up and processed. Okay, but can you know depending upon when I want to buy or acquire some additional in, some additional hardware um, let's say it's a year and a half into the contract and I need I've hired four employees so I need four new stations four new telephone setups you know the whole routine how does that fit into a lease that's already in progress that's a great question um, it kind of depends on the situation with the what exactly has been leasing and everything and what needs to be added to it. Um, but we can absolutely work with that. Um, again, just ties it into the master lease agreement. Um, let's say you guys have a lease and then, like you said, down the road, you want to add to it. We can add on as low as $500. Most leasing companies are higher. We can, if you need like an extra laptop or workstation, we can add that into the lease as well and just Okay, so you'll um, lease something as, um, let me, what's I going to say? You'll lease something as low as, that costs $500. We can. We, you, can you can. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's not. It's, not, you, it's not too common. <laughs> and not where you want yeah, your business exactly. to go either. But um, so if I wanted to just buy a new laptop for an employee, I can add that on to my existing lease, assuming I had a lease. Right. Correct. Okay, now when it comes to, let's say, I've had a three-year lease and a year one and a half, I decide to refresh just the monitors. So I go out and I, I want to buy all new monitors. Um, and that's going to be require another lease, you know, another quote-unquote add-on to the lease, led on to the master agreement. Now, when it comes to the end of the lease, what happens? I mean, does... Some of it expire in three years and some of it expire in a year and a half from today because I just signed a new portion. Correct. Some of it will expire unless you want to continue it once the lease is – once we get closer to the end date for the original equipment because the original equipment is probably going to ex- or come to an end before the ad- added on equipment. Okay, so if I understand that correct, so I have a master lease, and the master lease just, if I understand that, it would be the basic umbrella that covers all the uh, T's and C's, you know, the terms and conditions and all the legal whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, then underneath that master agreement is going to be separate agreements for different pieces of hardware acquired at different times. Correct. Exactly. That's exactly it. Just line one, line two, line three, line four, line five, etc. It's that's kind of how it'd be broken down. Okay. So your bill would so let's say say on line one you'd have the first thing you leased, which was three computers. 
Mm-hmm. And then line two might be um, a new telephone system that you acquired three months later. And then after that, you put in your you put in all your partitions and the furniture and so forth, and that would be basically the lease number on line three. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the month, you get one bill that itemizes all of that. That's absolutely right. It's one invoice. I knew I'd catch on sooner or later. <laughs> okay. How I have really never um, – other than leasing a car, I've never done anything like that as far as um, CapEx equipment for my mm-hmm. business. But it would be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else can you tell me about leasing? That's a great question. Um, what else I can tell you about leasing is that Generation X and the millennials, they're kind of grew up uh, fully understanding leasing because a lot of them they don't own, any, own anything. They lease apartments. They lease cars. It's interesting. I've noticed that. Yeah. I've noticed that Net- the generation. Netflix even, yeah, or even like iPhone sometimes. They don't even buy that. They lease it for two years. They pay month to month. And then when the next I- iPhone comes out. That would be a good the, question for somebody to look at. Why, yeah, it's interesting. Why are they so averse? Yeah. Um, I think it's just because things change all the time. Um, Netflix, like you, you just pay for a service, you use it every month. When you stop using it, you stop paying. It's not like you want to pay Netflix a thousand dollars and you have their service forever. That's not how they want to work it. They don't want a thousand dollars up front. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money, but ten years from now, they might pay more than that to Netflix. But they're totally okay with that because they rather pay month to month and. They just became more acquainted financially with that in mind because, like, all right, here's my monthly income. Here's my expenses of leasing, my apartment, my car. Um, like I said, even even iPhone sometimes or Android, whatever they carry out there. Um, usually a lot of my friends, most they own is their own laptop, their own MacBook, which is $2,000. Um, some of my friends – own houses. Some of my friends say, I wish I waited to own a house because I had to put so much money down. It cost me so much liquidity when I run into the problem. Some needs to be fixed. I don't sound like I live in an apartment where I just make a phone call. Someone comes over mm-hmm. and fixes it. So it's, I think it's just a different, I think the millennial and Generation X generation just became acquainted at an early age when they took financial, when they started to take financial responsibility for themselves, they were already familiar with leasing and okay. were acquainted to it. Okay. Well, um, I think we're going to take a short break now, but we will re- be right back with Michael and we'll be talking more about leasing. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? 
Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Every day in business, we hear jargon, see writing from so-called experts, and don't know what we should follow and what we should avoid. Now, there's a program to sort everything out. The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman is the program that provides actual best practices, insights, and real-world solutions that help business executives, technology executives, managers, and staff using straightforward talk. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Telecom Talk. To reach Pat Pittman or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to ppittman at stonegate-consulting.com. That's p-p-i-t-t-m-o-n at stonegate-consulting.com. Now, back to Telecom Talk. Well. Welcome back. I'm Pat Pittman with talking about Telcom on Telcom Talk. And I'm here with Michael. And Michael is with Granky Leasing. Granky is a new leasing company here in Phoenix. So I just thought we'd talk a little bit about how they came to come to the United States. I understand it's a German company? That's correct, yeah. Okay. We're headquarters over there. Headquarters in Germany. Mm-hmm. Do you get to go? Uh, maybe later on down the road. <laughs> I was there, uh, I think, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was 2005 I was. My brother was doing his last semester studying abroad over there, and I went to go visit. It was it was beautiful. I understand it's a beautiful ba- country. Haven't been back since. But oh, well. Maybe someday. So how did Granky decide to come to the U.S.? That's a great question, Pat. Um, so we, as I mentioned, it's headquarters in Germany, so all across Europe, Italy, France, Spain, all the big all the big countries of Europe have a Granky branch or several branches, I should say. Um, the managing partner of our firm in the U.S., um, Thomas and Sabine, they actually were in Dubai uh, for about eight years. They had a very successful franchise over there. Um, they built. They started from the ground up. Um, very t- tough market, and they had a lot of success with it. And it took a while after that was fully implemented and took off for Thomas and Sabine to get a get the resources, get the 
business plan set up and everything in place to approach the United States market because they've been wanting to for so long. Then now they finally had the opportunity to do so. If they were that successful in Dubai, how much, how successful are they going to be in U.S.? And the answer to that question is exciting because I'd love to be a part of the front of it. Um, basically, we're pioneers out here. We're a big company, but I wouldn't say pioneers, but we're starting off out here from ground zero, yeah, really. Ex- yeah, exactly. I mean, here, I mean, Grinky is not something that I recognize, having been in the Correct. business area, business community for twenty mm-hmm. some odd years out here. Um, so it's going to take a little while to get your foothold. Yeah, it's going to be some groundwork, but I think there's a lot of potential out here, um, especially I've noticed um, just moving out here and speak with my friends and doing my research on my own in my free time. Sometimes I learn how much, how many people and businesses from the Midwest and California relocating to the Arizona and Phoenix and Tucson areas. It's it's outstanding. It's a lot of tech companies, telecommunication companies, audiovisual, um, everything we do, um, all the businesses we work with, a lot of them are just moving out here and finding a new home here. It seems like a really great spot, and it's really growing. It's exciting. Who wouldn't want to live here in 113 degrees? <laughs> uh, I can't think of anyone, really. <laughs> Summer's a little rough, but uh, other than that, nine, ten months a year, it's absolutely amazing. It's I'm excited Shh. to be here. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't want to okay. Don't want everybody coming in. Anyway, um, what do you specialize in? That's a great question. Um, so... There's a lot of leasing companies out there. Um, some of them you might have heard of before. Um, a lot of them do. They're a jack of all trades. What we take pride in is being a master in IT and IT-related products. In fact, 98% of our business specializes in IT and IT-related products. Just to give you an example, this goes from IT hardware equipment, computers, workstations, servers, laptops, firewalls, list goes on and on, telecommunications, VoIP phones, anything that is a tangible object that can be tied into the equipment we can lease. Audiovisual is growing as well. Um, And like I mentioned, we can work with copiers. Um, We're heavy in that industry as well. And that, that industry is really familiar with leasing. Um, as I mentioned earlier, IT and IT-related products are just trending right now with the leasing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how does a small business start or get involved in leasing with Grinky? That's a great question. Um, you can visit us at, at uh, G-R-E-N-K-E is how you spell the name of the company. Or we are on LinkedIn as well, Grinky Arizona USA. You can find uh, myself there, Michael Lurz, uh, along with just shoot me a LinkedIn message. I'd be happy to work with your organization, get to know your needs, and find solutions for you. Um, the process is rather simple. Um, the first request, once we have a lead, is going to take a little bit longer. Um, going from there, the process is rather simple. So once we go through the first lead, we get all the information we need from resellers organization and the end users organization 
we can get our customers and clients set up on a portal, which means we can you can just type in what request you're looking for. So let's say it's a call center, probably gonna be forty to fifty thousand dollars with installation and equipment, workstations. List. Oh, I think it's a lot more than that. <laughs> well, it might be a call. It might be a small, small call small center. Small call center. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, it'd probably be a lot more than that. But um, you send us all that information. You can submit all that into a portal, and we could have a credit decision for you within twenty minutes if it's under fifty thousand dollars. Now, if it's under, if it's over fifty thousand dollars, like you mentioned, some of these call centers are probably way more than that. Uh, I imagine most of them probably are. We'll have a decision within 24 business hours. We pride ourselves on being fast because business moves fast, especially in today's age. Technology gives us so many communication tools that we pride ourselves on being fast, and that's standard. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, let's, especially in telecommunications industry, and I'm sure you notice as well. Um, so that's kind of a basic rundown how you get set up with us. Um, you are in need of our services or believe you can benefit from our services, I'd love to speak with you with your organization and get to know your business more, um, see how we can approach finding yeah. solutions. Um, okay. Do you prefer to do business through a resale, a reseller or direct with the client? That's a great question, Pat. Um, I'd love to get into that um, more. Um, just essentially what we're focusing on right now, um, we're focusing on a little bit more of the reseller side, but we do like work directly with the client as well. We call that direct sales versus channel sales. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of a big rundown of that, but uh, we absolutely can, and we love working with either one. Um We'll give our undivided attention to you guys. Like I said earlier, we're right here in 30-second back. We have local account reps and decision-making, which means if it's Tuesday morning and you email me or call me in my direct line saying, I want to meet, I can meet you for lunch, or I can come to your office. I know that may not be ideal for many organizations right now because of COVID, but that's an option. I can come over to you guys, be there within, be there as soon as possible, as soon as you need me. If it's um, going the weeds a little bit more, probably being my colleague or my manager sure. as well. Um, yeah, that's just how we operate as an organization. We pride ourselves in being, giving you great attention to detail and being really strategic and tailor our and tailor make your solutions for you. Okay, but what if I'm a supplier here in Phoenix and my client is in Florida? Can you handle that? Yes, we can. Um, we're focusing on Arizona right now, but we can we can absolutely do that. Okay, so right now you just want to, you really are looking for Clients and resellers in Arizona, or just resellers? We'd like to have one party tied to Arizona at the very least right now. Um, like I said earlier, we're going to expand across the United States. That's, mm-hmm. our, that's our ambition. That's our standard. That's our goal. 
eventually we'll have a Florida Florida branch. We might have an Orlando. We might have a Jacksonville branch. We might have a Miami branch. Mm-hmm. We might have an Atlanta branch down there in the south as well. Um, it's, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that's that's where we want to be headed. Um, <laughs> but we're starting off in Arizona. Um, if you're in the Phoenix area, Tucson, we'd love to meet with, with you. We could come to your office. Even even Tucson's not that long of a drive for us. Um, but yeah, we we're working on that. And Arizona's a object, it's the push a, right now. Objective right now, correct? Okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean you don't want to. Uh, bite off more than you can chew. Over, we want to overextend. Time. Yeah, exa- absolutely. Yeah. Um, what it would be the a maximum lease? I mean, how high are you going to go for leasing? It's all dependent on the situation. Um, how much we want to get involved and we'll look at what is what exactly the deal or uh, proposal might entail. Um, we specialize in small ticket which means $250,000 or lower. So okay. we, we start as low as, like I mentioned earlier, 500. We don't try to aim there, but... No, but I mean, uh, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our specialty. Um, and again, we specialize in providing leasing options for IT and IT-related products. Um, we can lease a forklift. Are we going to go out actively looking for that? No. There's people that... Uh, probably a better option for you that, um, but in IT and IT related products, that's our specialty, and that's what we've been really good at the last forty two years, ever since Granky started in nineteen seventy eight. Okay, so you're more focused on the IT and IT related type products. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so, so, is there a limit to how often I can change out my equipment? I mean, if it's every month, we might. Uh, well, yeah, I we might, we might have problems with that. But um, it's all dependent on what equipment you're looking for, um, how often the life cycle typically is. Um, but um, if you want to change your laptops 18 months into a 36 month lease, we can work with you on that. Okay. Um, some of this equipment, especially like telephone equipment, can last for a lot of years. Yeah. Okay. And a little more laptops and servers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, a server can last for a long time. It might be relegated to a different um, yeah. uh, procedure. I mean, different applications because the applications are slower than the new servers that are coming out. But I still will have that server for a long time. At the end of my lease, let's say I take a three-year lease on a server. Um, at the end of the three-year lease, what happens? A few things could happen, depending on how the contract was originally set up. Um, we can do a fair market value, which means... You're, you're leasing it, you're paying a little bit more, it gives you an option to buy it back at the end. Okay, so in the front of the lease, I'd have to say I I want to buy it back at the end, or do I am I going to find that out at the end of my lease? You'd have to say if you want that option or not. It's uh, called a fair market value, FMV. Mm-hmm. So we, or if you don't want it, we take care of the back end, we find the fair market value and resell it ourselves. 
Okay, so at the end of three years, I can just turn it back into you. And we can uh, work with you on a new contract to get a new server that's newer and faster and helps you operate your business better. Okay. Um, so do you do anything other than a fair market value? That's the most common one. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize. Cla- classic lease is um, you pay a little bit more and you own at the end. We charge you a dollar because we, okay, it's we, a dollar we, buyout. Dollar buyout, exactly, exactly. Okay, so but I pay more every month. Yes, because you're having that option. You're taking the option away from us to resell at the end. So naturally, it's gonna cost a little bit more, but it's still considered a lease, even though it's kind of a. It's it, it, you're kind of paying for it. You're kind of paying off, but it's still considered a lease. Which go back to what I said earlier. It's still off your books, which helps you in, on a credit. Right. Credit standpoint as far mm-hmm. as the business. Okay. Um, we talked a little bit about cloud, and I know you you sort of crossed your eyes and not really familiar with cloud. <laughs> with cloud. But um, I know how it works. It's not uh, weeds too much. Okay. So when we're talking about cloud, you would not finance any of that stuff, would you? If it's – a percent, certain percentage of it, of, of like installation software, can be wrapped into a lease as long as it's attached to a tangible object. Um, okay, so you have to have something tangible attached to, to it to lease, and then you can add non-tangible to it Correct. to a certain degree. Correct. For instance, a common I example would be the installation process for installing a call center we can wrap that into a lease because it's part of the, the objects that were set up and everything um, that kind of makes sense if i do if if, I, if i'm doing the hardware and so forth with you but you won't just do give me a lease for install no we will not yeah Okay, just That's thought correct. I'd yeah. check. You know, <laughs> never know. Great question. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, people ask all, a whole bunch of silly questions for like a, that. Fourth job with Granky, that was one of the questions I asked myself, so I was kind of curious. So that's, that's a great question. I'm sure a lot of people out there had the same question as well. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, looks like we're getting up to come up to another break. Um, we're sitting here with Michael from Granky Leasing. And we'll be back with Michael after a short break. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. 
The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tired of the Get Rich Quick or How to Flip Home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Telecom Talk. To reach Pat Pittman or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to ppittman at stonegate-consulting.com. That's P-P-I-T-T-M-O-N at stonegate-consulting.com. Now, back to Telecom Talk. Well, welcome back. This is Pat Pittman with Telecom Talk. And today we're talking about leasing various IT hardware and peripherals. Uh, we have Michael from Grenke Leasing. Grenke is a German corporation who's been in business for a long time and has just decided to open up into the U.S. market starting here in Phoenix, although they will be leasing across the country. Um, Michael, one of the things you talked about was minimizing risk. How, what do you mean by that? So essentially, um, during these during the times of 2008 and now, when the economy is not the best, um, a lot of businesses are lo- losing liquidity and just ca- overall capital, where we can come in to minimize your risks from a financial perspective is you can get paid within 24 hours once a deal is closed for a leasing contract. So if I'm a supplier and I'm working with a client, and um, we're setting up a new data center, mm-hmm. and we're putting in all sorts of hardware, um, not only servers, but gateways or um, session border controllers and all sorts of things. Um, I'm thinking, where am I going with that? So once everything is set up and... We you send us proof that it's been set up at that particular site. Okay, so I'm the we, I'm just we, recommending, and I go to we various different hardware vendors. Yeah, and I get all the equipment I need, and work with my client as to when they wanted it installed and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. So once the equipment is delivered and installed, I tell you that it's finished. Correct. You send us. Proof that it's it's been it's it's there. It's been finished. The customer signed off on it. Exactly. We get that all that documentation. We pay within twenty four hours. We use Wells Fargo because they pay the fastest. Um, so that way, all three parties are happy. We see that you guys have it set up. We have the 
contract for the customer that pays pays the contract each month, and you've been paid for the service and equipment you provided. Okay, so we have the supplier who's providing the hardware. We have the client who's using it. Mm-hmm. And we have you who's the leasing. So what happens is I, we recommend hardware. The consultants recommend hardware. Um, the client says, yeah, I want all this stuff, you know, just all sorts of things mm-hmm. that they need. We order it from the various hardware manufacturers, get it delivered and installed. And once the customer signs off on saying, yes, I do, I, you know, I'm satisfied with what I have, I accept the equipment as is, and we'll go forth from here, you then pay the vendors. Correct. Okay. So then you have a lease. You are working directly with the client. The client pays you directly every month. Yes, correct. Okay, and you've paid the vendor, and so basically the vendor is now, quote-unquote, out of the picture. You know, they're not continually involved. Right. And you're you've, just, it's you and the you and the client. You've, you've been paid, and we get paid monthly by the client. Right, so it's more at that point, the hardware manufacturer is out of it, and it's just you and the client who are now in a relationship. So if they want to buy a new piece of equipment, they're on your portal. Mm -hmm. They go, they go in and they say, okay, now I want 42 laptops with this type of equipment. Um, I want this manufacturer, um, you know, this processor, this size hard drive, but whatever to describe it. And they send it to you. Now, do you at that point contact the supplier or does the client have to have a supplier in mind? We're vendor neutral. We don't, let's say one of your clients comes to you and said, I want Cisco phones. I don't like Avaya for whatever reason. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> like Avaya, a lot of people like Cisco. I mean, exactly. it's just sort of a personal. Personal preference. Yeah, yeah, you like red or blue, you know, it's one of those things. Exactly. Um, so they get Cisco phones installed, their call center, our Dell workstations too, just a fact and other thing in there. They, You send us all that information, and then we work with you to get it set up. And then once it's set up at the client's site, we pay you, and then the customer pays us. Okay, but I'm thinking, we text- does... Does the client have to go out and find the supplier? In other words, does he have to know who he wants to buy from before he contacts you and says, "Yes, I want to add forty-two laptops to my lease." I've yeah. got to tell. I've already have contacted a supplier, and I know what it's going to cost. Correct. Yeah, we're sales support. We don't. <clears throat> ah, okay. We're not saying I recommend. Dell over Agreed. H over HP. Uh, we're not involved with what vendors and products our customers choose. Once they have that in mind, then we work with them to provide the financial solution for them. Um, again, our just sales. I'm I'm account manager. My job is sales support for many organizations. Um, just make sure the leasing options and contracts are to their 
are strategic to their their business and their client. Okay, so I go out and I find a Dell supplier, and I negotiate everything I want with a Dell supplier, get my final price, you know, do the standard, you know, negotiate back and forth as to what the final price is going to be and what's included in the price. And once I really have that price, then I turn to you and say, okay, I now want to add this to my lease. It's going to cost me this much. You take it from there, get the money, so to speak, give the money. Once I agree to it, once I accept the equipment, you give the money to the supplier. And then all I do is pay you monthly. Correct. That we pay the reseller, which um, and then mm, yeah, I understand exactly. because I, the the client's not going to pay him because yeah. he doesn't have the money. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, they're, they're, he they're, wouldn't they're, be leasing. Yeah, they're paying the monthly bills. So yeah. Okay, so you're just another sales support or project support person that I need to bring in on a big deal. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Big deal, or, or, or just small deal. or just offer them proposal process. Like we, a lot of deals are we work with are ten to fifteen thousand. Doesn't have to be the fifty to hundred thousand. It can be even smaller than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's essentially you, you nailed it around the hammer with what what we do as an organization. Okay, so, yeah. great. Well, good. And you said well, you pay. You're going to pay the manufacturer within twenty four hours. Yeah, the reseller within twenty four hours. The reseller. Yeah. Okay, or it could be that could be the it could, it could be, be the reseller or, or the manufacturer. Usually the reseller, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Got that. So we've talked about quite a bit today. So why don't we we go through it and just recap what we've talked about and lay down the benefits of leasing, mm-hmm. um, just to all my listeners. Absolutely. Uh, everyone listened today and know. We, talked about a lot of information in the last 45 minutes or 50 minutes or so. Um, but again, it's, it's rather simple. It's just every situation, every request is a little bit unique. Um, very strategic to their approaches. Um, that's how we like to operate. We like to be flexible. We're local right here in Phoenix, right in 32nd and Camelback in the Biltmore area, not far from Scottsdale. Benefits of leasing are, again, tax benefits, operational costs instead of a capital expenditure. Another uh, ob- obvious benefit is most important of all right now for many small businesses across any industry, not just IT and IT-related industries, is saving liquidity. Saving liquidity for any business right now is essential and that's what we do as organizations. We service and support organizations to help them save liquidity and maximize their productivity by having the latest and greatest equipment and networks to run their business effectively because technology, it's old. It gets old fast. You buy something, three months later, the newest thing comes out. And you're like, oh, I spent all this money. And now there's a newer thing came out, and it's worth a third or 40% as much as I paid for it. With leasing, you don't have that. You pay pay it monthly. 
it's still over the long run cheaper and less expensive than paying for everything up front and having operational costs instead of capital expenditure or financing on their own is just a strategic approach to your business. Um, I know many businesses I've been working with, they get one or two requests a year. That's totally fine. We can work with you guys on that. You don't. You can send us 20 contracts a year or you can send us one or two. It doesn't matter. There's no minimum required requirement to do business with us. If you have any need, we'd love to have a talk where we can find a solution for you. Um, no one company, no one situation is the same, so that's why we need to discuss before we need to discuss and have a conversation before we can offer a solution. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, just millennials and Generation X have been acquainted to leasing, and then now, not only do they have financial responsibility for themselves, many of them are being are getting high up in corporate America or some of these smaller mid-sized companies, they're getting high up there too. Uh, it's just what they grew up with and what they're familiar with. So they understand it and they understand the benefits of it. Um, not everyone does. Not everyone sees it as a true benefit. Um, but I think when you offer the option to lease versus doing a capital expenditure or finance it on their, on their own, I think many times you might be surprised how many times they're going to choose the leasing option over the capital expenditure. Um, again, our comp- name of our company is Grinke, G-R-E-N-K-E. You can visit us www.grinke.us. Uh, my direct line is 602-515-6235 if you'd like to get a hold of me, or my last name is Lurz, L-U-R-Z. If you'd like to re- reach out on LinkedIn, we'd love to get to know your organization more and see how we may be able to help you guys. Okay. Well, thank you, Michael. It's been a pleasure having you here. I think I hope our audience has learned a little bit more about leasing and being a little bit more comfortable about leasing. So uh, anything else you'd like to say? Last words? Um, no. I think that's Basically, again, we covered a lot of information in the last yes. hour. Happening, um, yeah, we've covered a lot of information yeah. in the last hour. If you have any questions, by all means, contact Michael. Mm-hmm. Or you can contact me, P. Pittman, at stonegate-consulting.com. So thank you, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for making Telecom Talk a part of your week. Be sure to join host Pat Pittman for another episode next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll connect again next week.